you're probably wondering where we went. Bad Family took an unscheduled break due to some scheduling conflicts, but we're back and it was worth the wait. Don't forget if you want us to answer any questions or have any suggestions, reach out to us at badfamilypodcast at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Bad Family, a podcast for black sheep, bad kids, bad family. Let's get started. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? Hello. I'm all right. Um, Happy Thursday, an unusual day for us to podcast. Yeah, look at us. It is the turning things on their head. The pre-weekend. Hey, Lincoln, how's it going? Not bad. Um, how was everybody's week? Really long. <laughs> yes. Hey, Jamie. Hello. 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 Well, for our listeners, um, we have our sister Jamie making a return to the podcast. So we're really excited to have her. Um, Jamie, do you want to just give a quick recap um, intro of you to remind our listeners about uh, who you are and what your life is like? Sure, sure. I am um, the oldest of the Richmond Six. Um, so number three, uh, three of the eight altogether. Um, I live in San Diego at the moment, and I have five children, and I uh, stay at home with them for the moment, and that's my life love it love it yep jamie is the closest in age to me so in a rare um a rare thing on the podcast i'm not the oldest person here (laughs) (laughs) it's it's nice to be in the middle (laughs) welcome i get to be oldest and wisest yes always were (laughs) well um i thought for the tell us apart segment today since you know topically today we want to talk all about anger i thought we would kick it off small and for our tell us apart moment today i thought we would each tell what our pet peeves are Ooh. oh okay so anyone have any pet peeves I think one of mine waste my time. Or two, if you um, if you talk to me like I'm stupid. Oh yeah, that's a big one of mine. (laughs) That may be more than a pet peeve. That's like full-blown rage trigger (laughs) um i i really hate when people are unkind but in pet peevish ways like if you're on the subway and there's like a pregnant person and nobody is like would you like to sit down Mm. yeah i I find that very annoying and also um i find it annoying when people either talk too loud or talk too slow Yeah. Talk too loud. <laughs> That's, uh, I wonder why you think that coming from. Well, I mean, it biggest... could be a personal insecurity. <laughs> yeah. I'll get annoyed at uh, talk too much as well. Like if you're talking to someone and you say, okay, and like you're nodding, but trying to hint that you don't want to listen anymore or to change the subject oh yeah i um yeah it really i really don't like when people talk over other people Mm -hmm. so when you know you're someone is just like starting to talk before you're even done and it's not like oh i'm sorry excuse me they just talk more you know like louder yeah i hate that Mm -hmm. i hate being interrupted that's probably like part of being 
you know, number seven of eight kids. I hate being interrupted. Hmm. I, I don't know. I have a ton of pet peeves, but they all involve my children. And that's maybe not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Like you don't want to call them out publicly for them to listen to as adults. They're like, mom hated me. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not fair just because they're, they're children. And so they, I mean, I have to give them some measure of grace because they're still learning, but and mostly they're the same theme, like not when I'm not being listened to. <laughs> and also, uh, again, these are probably more rage triggers than. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you wouldn't do that. I get it. I mean, everyone has little things. Um, here's interesting. Do you have you guys noticed that your partner, um, or or friend, you know, or roommate, if that's the case. <laughs> If you're <laughs> not to call anyone out, if your partner has pointed out pet peeves in you that bother them, um, because Matt points out to me things that I do that are pet peeves of his, like one is that I wasn't rinsing my dishes, which he found infuriating. And then another one was that I wouldn't shut the closet door all the way. And that would like drive him bananas. Oh, things like that are big pet peeves for Josh too and i i am terrible about them like (laughs) he will close all of the cabinets in the kitchen while like giving me a look (laughs) that is like like dramatic dramatic noise like (laughs) i have stuff like that oh yeah what are the things that Haley can't stand that you do um, Haley doesn't like when I leave stuff out on like the bathroom counter. Like I like leaving the toothpaste out and my toothbrush just because like I like um, everything to be within reach. And if I can see it, it reminds me I like to do all of that stuff. <laughs> You're but she... to brush your teeth. <laughs> like if your toothbrush was in a drawer, you just would never brush your teeth again. <laughs> well, no. Like if the lotion is out. Um like on the counter then after a shower i'll be like oh yeah i should lotion or um just little things like that i guess i see that well i mean i guess that's one reason that communication is so helpful i would have never realized all the ways i was annoying the crap out of my partner unless he mentioned it (laughs) (laughs) mine is probably singing I sing the same. If I get a song stuck in my head, I will sing the same line or the same song over and over and over until it's out. (laughs) Out of your head? Like, how many times could that be? A lot. (laughs) Like, 30? I mean, I try to be aware of it, but yeah. I was listening to the new Ariana album last weekend, and I, (laughs) I started singing it as soon as I woke up and then I got in the shower and I'm still singing it and then I came back into my room still singing it and then I got a text from Nina that was like you must stop (laughs) (laughs) these pencils are about to ram through my eyelids (laughs) I love it I love it all right. Anyone have any other pet peeves or should we move on to the heart of it? All right. Next, I guess no yeah. pet peeves. Just rude. Nope. All right. Well, what we wanted to talk about primarily today is about anger um, and our experiences with anger and thoughts on anger, healthy anger versus unhealthy anger. Um, and I think we all have a lot of feels on this. I think anger is a really, you know, big and sensitive, uh, emotion. And I know that it's deeply shaped my life, both the feeling it and the not feeling it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I can start. I, uh, for the longest time, I just didn't feel anger. I just wasn't conscious. Um, I was, you know, whether or not I was aware of it, I was suppressing anger. 
And I think it's because um, obviously our dad always had, uh, I don't know if I want to call it an anger problem, but he had real anger and he would get mad. And I know as kids that scared us. And so I just started associating like any anger with like being bad. And especially growing up in like a religious context where everything is very clearly good or bad. In my mind, I just categorized anger as bad. And so I had suppressed it so deeply that I never felt it. And even when I got divorced, it was years, years before I felt angry, you know, after being in like a very uh, negative, you know, and in some ways like emotionally abusive situation. It took me years to feel anger for how all of that played out. I didn't even realize I was suppressing it. Instead, it was I was like internalizing it as like self-hatred. Yeah, I feel that way. I'm probably still, I don't feel like I have a lot of access to anger. Or I can only feel it about really small things. Like, you know, if a coworker, you know, minorly slights me. <laughs> then I'm like furious <laughs> but uh you know in any other situation where I should feel anger the anger manifests as like just sadness or internalized whatever else I don't know oh it's funny to me that you express that you have big rage because once I felt like once I started allowing myself to feel anger you know, and I'm not sure why it was probably through therapy. But once I started recognizing that I had been suppressing anger and allowed myself to feel it, it was like floodgates. It was like fire burning my soul. I was at like my anger was at 100 <laughs> percent always. I will I never was, like deeply that. mad. Have you ever been like overcome, like really felt like you'd been overcome by like a red mist of anger? Yeah, I feel like been at the level where like I want to like punch things and I literally scream into like the nether. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to me like maybe two or three times in my life. For sure. I think I have uh I have uh literally banged my head into the wall <laughs> before. <laughs> Not frequently, but on occasion I have done it. <laughs> but I think that like you're Lindsay you were making a distinction between anger and sadness but I don't know I I heard a quote I heard the quote anger is a form of grief at one point in the last couple years and it's like stuck with me forever I think it's just a different expression Mm. for of that feeling of grief on some level oh yeah I think it could easily be considered like a stage you know like maybe your first reaction whether or not I guess your first reaction is anger or rage it could certainly be a stage in the natural process I have noticed that if whenever I feel like really angry whenever the anger like sort of burns itself out um like I just end up feeling sad yeah yeah and when I get tired of feeling sad, I'll get angry again. <laughs> That's a vicious cycle. <laughs> or I'll sometimes feel empty. Like when I get mad about dumb stuff, like at work, if someone like sends an email or, you know, if someone's like not cooperating for a dumb reason, I, 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 might, I will just burn so hot. I'll want to say the like nastiest things. So an example of this is... um. I organized this series of trainings um, for one particular vendor where there were like 12 different products and we had calendared, you know, two different trainings per, per um, product and they were completely optional, but they were meant to be helpful and we only targeted them to associates and to paralegals. Um, And I sent them as calendar invites and someone wrote me an email (laughs) Uh, copying a bunch of people and was like (laughs) please in future could you not send these as calendar invites I have to go in and un you know deny each calendar invite otherwise it shows up on my calendar blah 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 Um, you know and in retrospect that was like a fairly 
whatever reasonable request. He just wanted me to send invites as emails instead of as calendar invites. But when he sent this email, I lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> I was like, I let's call him Joe. I was like, fuck you, Joe. That sounds like a personal problem. You can't keep up with your email. Fuck you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was livid and I just had to like calm down and like let it all out (laughs) and be like I don't know I just like raged about it and then I sent him a very like calm diplomatic email that was like thank you for this feedback Joe (laughs) in future you know I will be considerate that's a good skill to have though like Letting your anger fizzle out and then communicating when you're not as activated, you know? I feel oh, I have I've to. Had to learn learn that. Don't you feel like we kind of had to learn that as kids, though? Like, I don't feel like I ever, you know, like, you know, sometimes you hear about people who, like, get into fights with their parents, <laughs> or like did as kids and I'm always like that never would have happened like I can't even imagine to do that like we probably would have died I imagined getting into fights with our parents when I got I remember like getting into a fight and winning every time but I knew that that would just never happen so I sort of quietly fumed that I didn't feel angry yeah, that's so funny. They must come from like cultures where you know people don't beat the shit out of their children. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These people who are like, yeah, when I was a teen, I screamed at my mom all the time. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> what really? Yeah. Did you? I mean, we we got spanked. I don't think that we were like physically abused, but certainly that happens within Polynesian culture, and certainly it happens within lots of other cultures. Um, even within our own family, I know that our, um, in like our history, I think our dad's parents disciplined him much more harshly than, than would have been acceptable in American culture. Yeah, definitely. I have a memory, like a deep memory, uh, related to anger and spanking. And I spent, whenever I would get spanked. I it always infuriated me um and I like one of my strong memories from childhood is I think we must have been fighting over a toy and I think it was a like a toy tape recorder with a microphone and it broke somehow I think we must have been fighting over it and it broke like the cord with the microphone got like totally ripped out or something. Anyway, it was ruined. And I I am not sure, but I think we might have gotten a spanking partially with the cord, which, you know, is maybe a little borderline more than spanking. <laughs> but yeah. I remember being absolutely like enraged. <laughs> Anger at a thousand percent, hundred percent. Lincoln, I hope you you don't appreciate what a gift that uh, phrase has been in our family. You <laughs> <laughs> trying to communicate how angry I was as a child, and I thought I did a pretty good job. Honestly, I mean, clearly yeah, you well, did because it's carried on for. <laughs> years and years you were always yeah. always good at expressing your emotions i don't remember that um with the getting spanked with the cord well, i actually have no memories of getting spanked at all but i do agree that when i was getting yelled at i have many memories of being yelled at and sometimes in public places where like we'd be in the mall and i have a memory of mom being like what were you thinking courtney courtney how could you be you know just like screaming at me publicly and and me just acting you know being mad but acting nonchalant like nobody knows my name is courtney you're just like a crazy woman screaming at her brood of children (laughs) actually i didn't finish my story (laughs) i got i got uh sidetracked with my uh 
thanks to Lincoln. But so we got spanked or I don't know, maybe I just got spanked. Maybe that's part of why. But I, it was, it must've been right after Valentine's day because I had just made them mom and dad each like handmade Valentine's um, like not long before this happened. And I was seething with rage <laughs> and I found the Valentine's and I ripped them up into tiny little bits and I left them on their bed or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I it, it, I was pissed <laughs> and dad came later um, after finding the ripped Valentine and he was like sobbing and I felt so bad <laughs> for, <Aww>. for, <laughs> for having ripped up the Valentine that that has been like a core a core memory lesson or whatever for me, like to not, to try and be more careful about letting my rage boil out of control. Not that I have always been very good about remembering it, but, and not that it was totally fair for me to, for him to come to me and be like, <laughs> how could you do this when, you know, <laughs> without you know apologizing for spanking but actually you know he always he always did do you remember that that's been like something that I've pondered a lot too as an adult like dad always lost his temper and if he would spank us but then he would come later and be so remorseful <laughs> for losing his temper and I actually don't have I'm... a lot of memories of being spanked. I remember maybe being yelled out. Maybe out yeah, I don't really have memories of being spanked either. Oh, maybe I just blocked them out, Lincoln. I think well, you got it differently. Possibly, of course. I remember the spanks, and I remember like a little bit more than the spanks as well. Mm -hmm. But maybe I got it differently because I was the boy. I do think. Yeah, you you might have. But I I agree with that, Jamie. I feel like Dad was very conscious of that. And I feel like there was maybe even a religious scripture that went with that. Is anyone else remembering this? That it was something about like discipline and then afterward an outpouring of love or something like that. Uh, Am I making no, that up? No. This is like a vague trigger on my Reproving memory. betimes with sharpness. And the, I think maybe that's not the one. That one. I don't know. The sharpness sometimes I think was interpreted as... <laughs> physically acute pain from <laughs> a sharp pain in your behind. <laughs> I think I don't remember being spanked but I do remember that they're the threat of it you know and I remember mm -hmm. reacting really strongly to being yelled at to the point where like I still probably have like a Pavlovian response if any man with a deep voice yells at me <laughs> I will cry. Oh, same. They better not. Same. You tell I mean, me. Well, and find and them. <laughs> it hasn't happened in a long time. Well, I, I agree. I don't remember any like pain. I don't remember being spanked, but I remember the fear. Like for me, it was about suppression of emotion. Like I remember dad screaming and me crying and, and dad just yelling, Stop crying. I have that same stop memory. Crying. Yeah. And then, and then like sobbing and not being able to stop crying. And that like to this day, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Even just thinking about that makes me like clench yeah. with anxiety. Me too. Yep. And then so we all was like the smack across the face at the same time. Like <laughs> stop crying. And then uh, the face slap to get you to stop which you know obviously you're gonna scream your head <laughs> off <laughs> very counterproductive yes <laughs> i think that would drive mom really mad actually because she always tells the story about how we were misbehaving in church and dad hit us on the back of the head with the hymnal when she was trying to get us to be quiet and we just lost our minds screaming <laughs> and she was like why did you do that <laughs> 
I have a I have an, another childhood memory of being like hauled out of sacrament meeting, screaming at the top of my lungs. I don't remember why. Maybe not that specific. Maybe not a hymn book to the back of the head causing it. But <laughs> I remember. I don't know if you guys did this as kids, but whenever I would get in trouble uh, and get yelled at, especially by mom. Uh, I would take that anger and either like run across the field to that tree by the back road and just fume or go to my little journal (laughs) and write like in very difficult, like (laughs) stressed writing. Like I hate mom. I hate like whoever had been bossing me around. It would be that. And then I'd, Probably me. Three <laughs> times later, and write like, "I didn't really mean it. Oh. I'm sorry." <laughs> As if anyone were gonna oh, write that's it. That's nice. I um, I didn't write in my journal because growing up, my journal was not a safe space. Um, come on. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, but I I did like go back to that tree to sit and think. Um, and then as I, as I got older, I started going for walks more. Well, I think that's incredibly helpful. Um, I can't relate because I wasn't feeling anger until my late twenties. So sorry. <laughs> You're growing up. You'd say no, absolutely zero memories of any anger. Nope. Suppressed, suppressed, suppressed. Lots of depression, but no anger. That's really interesting. Because I wouldn't say, I, I guess it's interesting, I guess, in that we each react differently to our ex- similar experiences growing up, but I don't know that I would say that I never felt anger. I think probably <laughs> uh, I I've, I don't know maybe I was even part of the reason you're <laughs> I think I would blow up I would I remember having like I don't know what would trigger it maybe just again the rest of you not listening to me and me sp- Probably in instances where I was supposed to be the surrogate parent, like getting people to do stuff and they're not listening to me. But I remember I have at least one memory from teenagerdom of screaming in the kitchen at the rest of you for something. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like it's difficult for there's a difference to me um, between the anger that I would feel toward like if Lincoln did something to me if Link, I remember like one time Lincoln took my toothbrush and like put it bristles down on the bathroom floor and yeah a little stinker (laughs) and I was so mad about that but that is different even, you know, I still feel there's a distinction between that. That feels similar to, like, a coworker doing something sort of whatever to me now than if somebody, like, hurts my feelings or, like, you know, there's a different... I can't feel anger about that or I can't access the anger in the, way, in the same way. I just feel sad and not, like, quivering with rage. Ooh, I wonder if it's something where like you feel unable to defend yourself probably or stand up for yourself yeah you know what I mean probably because that took me a long time like it would be easy for me to protect people that I love but it was hard for me when someone else was hurting me to say excuse me <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I mean? oh, no, that's it's like a skill to be able to stand true. up for yourself <laughs> I really don't know how to tell people when they're hurting me 
it's yeah, I think it's something you develop. Yeah. That's like a lifetime of learning skill though. <laughs> I don't know that I'm great at that either. Yeah. I mean, I think it's helpful just having like words in your arsenal at the ready. Do you know what I mean? Just like being able to say when you do X, I feel Y. That's really, really helpful. It's not threatening. You're just telling people exactly how you feel. When you do X, it makes me feel. Yeah. My therapist do that all the time. But I feel a hard time using it in practice. If I'm angry or upset, it's so much easier just to say like some sort of snippy comment or like be passive aggressive than say, when you do the X, it makes me feel Y. Yeah. 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 Or you're actually saying like, why I'm actually angry is this. Do you know what I mean? I'm acting, I'm either acting like I'm not angry when I'm angry or I'm acting really angry at something not important, but what I'm really angry about yeah. is this. It's hard to have the language to express our our true feelings, but when we can communicate, especially with the people that we love, that's when we have the best relationships. In my humble opinion. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other yeah. thoughts I have on anger. It's interesting how all of it stems from childhood, though. <laughs> These responses. Uh, I think that's not unique to unique oh, to no. us. I bet most people's probably most people's response to anger is was is very tied to developmentally where they where it played into them their pasts. Um, I have a question for, again, for y'all with partners and Lindsay roommates. Uh, do you think that you have a different anger style from your partner? So, for example, with me and Haley, I, it takes a lot to get me angry. But when I'm angry, I'll stay angry for, like, hours. Um, but her anger style is totally different because she she'll get angry really quickly and then fizzle out just as quickly. That's very interesting. Uh, I definitely have a different anger style than Matt. Um, I think that it takes a lot to get me angry, but when I'm angry, I'm similar to you. I need time and I want to yell. Like, I want to fight. If I'm angry, like shit's about to go down <laughs> like nasty things are about to be screamed <laughs> but um matt i think matt actually also takes a long time to be angry but when matt gets angry he's just like totally silent mm. it's just like rage and he's not gonna speak to you and most likely he'll leave do you fight like do you get into not often fight? i mean sometimes we'll get mad Matt thinks it's very healthy to fight. I think he always feels like our re- our relationship is on track when we have fought every once and again. Like, if we're not fighting, I think he sees that as really problematic. But I don't like to fight. But sometimes he will aggravate me to the point of intense screaming and anger. And then what Matt doesn't like <laughs> is I need to talk about it later. So, like, the next day, I'll be like, can we talk about blah? And he's like, oh, safety. Finished yet? <laughs> he never wants to talk about it. He just wants to pretend like it never happened. But I want to talk in detail about what happened and like what I was feeling and why and like what, you know, what I see as the resolution. And he's just like, he hates that I do that. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk too. Because I want to figure out, like, what the root causes are and whatever. Um, I think for, like, Matt, (laughs) I just, like, I don't think I've ever been in a screaming fight with anybody. And I don't want to. I'm sure that I am that way also. And I think it's a lot because we grew up in the opposite environment where you know if there were 
fights and there were there was lots of yelling <laughs> yeah so i definitely if i am angry i my instinct is to definitely do the cold shoulder <laughs> and yeah. like if i'm angry you don't exist <laughs> you better not try to exist i will not speak to you <laughs> And it's extremely unhealthy. I don't believe it's healthy. Um, and I think Josh is, he can be the same way, but he also like, he, he may be more, he can also yell too in different circumstances. He's definitely more of a yeller than me, but I don't know. I I definitely cold shoulder it <laughs> for like this is just I mean if I don't know actually because now I'm making a distinction between anger at him and anger at the kids like we both will yell at the kids <laughs> but cold shoulder each other <laughs> uh, I don't know what a therapist would say about that dichotomy but <laughs> um I, I mean, it's I think definitely not a good style for that both of us will cold shoulder each other at like like the, that's that's our similar style toward each other. I I don't think it's good at all. Like Well, yeah, the danger is you could grow so far apart you can't right. reach the gap again even though it came from like just a very small division. Because Matt and I have had that happen where we had a bad period where we were just like pissed at each other for months and months and months and just not talking about it. And it took a whole lot, like almost breaking up to work through it. Whereas if we had just communicated better, it wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have been such a like nasty time where we hated each other. Yeah, I, part of, I mean, we're, we're fine right now, but I mean, there have definitely been periods where you know, one or the other or both have been pissed at each other. But what I hate about if we are pissed at each other is that I do eventually want to talk about it. Um, but Josh just like he could just wait for one or both of us to you know, eventually get so tired of being that way that we just you know, enough time has passed that the anger thaws and we just go back to normal. Mm. We would be satisfied to never talk about it, whatever it was, at all. And that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's Matt. That's Matt. Matt's just like, well, it's like Matt. I mean, Matt obviously cares about my feelings, but in his mind, like the processing of my feelings is less than <laughs> his processing of his feelings, meaning that he's like, I feel anger. It burns out. I'm not angry anymore. I'm <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> I don't think it's good to like just wait time until you're not angry anymore, because then the next time you're angry. You're just going to pull that out of your back pocket as like ammunition. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I like to talk about it. And that can be really negative when you're holding resentment. Because for me, if I talk about it, it's worked through. I'm not angry anymore. But I have learned personally that you have to be careful not to make jokes about it. Because it can hurt your partner's feelings. <laughs> because <laughs> you think it's funny <laughs> and they're not over it. <laughs> so be careful with the joke that is that is a pearl of wisdom for sure <laughs> yeah i mean i do think that there can be healthy anger i'm not sure what it looks like but i do think the expression of anger is healthy and that's not something I knew when I was younger. You know, we all feel emotions, and I think it's good to just 
let them play out in healthy ways. Lincoln, like you were saying that you got really good at going for walks. I think that's incredibly healthy. In like the worst moments of my divorce, I would go on long runs. Um, and that was really, that felt really healthy for me at the moment, just like working out some like real deep complexity. I was listening to a podcast this week um, that the, uh, it was the Ezra Klein show. And it was an older episode um, where he was talking to someone in the field of restorative justice. And I think, I don't think I got to finish the episode. I got to go back and finish that one. But she was like a victim of sexual abuse from her father. And she grew up and was like she started a foundation and eventually she actually became like she went into law originally to become a prosecutor but then she ended up being like so disillusioned with the justice system that she ended up being dependent but anyway at one point she got to meet the Dalai Lama and was asking him for advice of like how to work through her anger and forgive her father and she said it was really interesting because the Dalai Lama was very reluctant to like give her an answer like a time frame um uh on when to do that and he said like are you sure like have you been angry long enough like, because I think he was recognizing that it really is an important emotion. Like, anger is an emotion that is self-preservative. Like, you have to, like, when you are angry, because you have been, like, for having been violated or or hurt that is a response that shows love for yourself for you to react with anger that you really and you really need to sit with that i think the the key thing to learn is to try not to react in anger like in in hurtful ways like deliberately hurtful ways to other people like you can feel your anger this is all theoretical of course not that i'm great at practicing this but you can feel your anger and you can express it without being hurtful or deliberately hurtful or passive aggressive in letting people know that that's how you feel. I think that's incredibly wise advice, both from you and the Dalai Lama. <laughs> We're equivalent exactly in our right. wisdom, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm not sure that woman ever needed to right. forgive her father. You know what I mean? She could still, she could be sad. She could be upset, but I'm not sure forgiveness is needed. And sometimes I think particularly within Christianity, people feel like the number one thing they have to do is forgive. And I don't think Well, what to. has always made more sense to me is the idea that if you're going to forgive them, you should do it for yourself so that you're not carrying around the weight of hate and anger and letting it poison you like you don't have to forget and you don't have to like let people that hurt you back into your life and you can set boundaries but i think it's a way of letting go of that burden of hatred because it's it's a lot i mean i i think i've been so angry about this election that 
I have had lots of periods where I just, it was just seething rage and I can't believe all these people, even people that I know, maybe especially people that I know are, are family members, like are voting for this awful person and I just feel nothing but rage about it and I don't want to talk to them I don't want to interact with them <laughs> I don't want to acknowledge that they don't exist that's what I want to be I don't want them to exist anymore that's that has been my level of rage and I've been a little surprised after after this I mean we're still waiting for the official results but part of me like I, I was waiting and sort of bracing for that those waves of rage again and part of me is just so tired I just can't even muster it it's just again sadness I don't remember what I was talking about when I started this no, I think it's been very wise and insightful. I do 100% agree that it's, you know, incredibly wise and thoughtful if you are going to forgive to do it for you, because it's true that like toxic emotions can poison you. And so if it's not existing in a healthy way in you, you know, you've just got to give it up. Like a very Mormon thing to say was just like lay it on the altar and walk away. And even though I'm not, you know, practicing Mormon anywhere anymore, that still resonates with me, that idea, you know, sure. if something in like in your life, it's not working for you, you just set it down and you, you walk away. Yeah, I like that. Because you can't, again, you just, you can't carry that all around all the time. It's just too much. I agree. Well, and I have similar rage about, um, you know, not just politics, but things happening in the country. I feel intense rage about, like, our the toxic diet culture and mm. how no one is very concerned about, or not enough people are very concerned about climate change. Or, like, I listened to a podcast tonight, the Reveal podcast, about how you know, black protesters were being charged with federal crimes for like very, very minor offenses and spending, you know, could potentially spend 20 years in prison or about how police departments around the country were, you know, when they had, you know, agitated or misbehaving, you know, people, they were having paramedics dose them with ketamine. And wow. it just like made me feel rage that like, injustices yeah. like this were happening i think that's a real thing outrage fatigue though like there's just so much to be outraged about that and that that i don't know and it's like all legitimately worth the outrage but it's just that i don't think we are built to live in that perpetual anger at a thousand percent level it's just too exhausting yeah. oh yeah you'd probably give yourself a heart attack or just like high blood yeah. pressure or i don't know i wish it were just clearer clearer how to really make our lives make a difference i know that it starts with like engagement on a local level um, I've just got to figure out how to make that happen for myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think for sure that anger can be a useful tool if it's like propelling you to make a meaningful difference in the world. It's just the figuring out how. <laughs> That's the trick. I would love to hear more uh from all of you if you know how to do that <laughs> have figured that secret out spill it spill the secret 
<laughs> I haven't. I'm just at the point of feeling in my future. Feelings. If you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, does anyone else have other thoughts or things they want to say about anger? No. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln, anything? Any last um, thoughts? I guess just like trying to think about is this serving me? So if you're angry but it's like you feel like you're processing something that needs to be felt then go ahead and feel angry but if you're just like steaming or festering on something that won't do you any good maybe try to like process it by writing or running or whatever to let it go yeah i think that's good i also feel like it can be really helpful sharing anger i don't mean like i don't mean like writing a nasty post on facebook but i mean just like thoughtfully in a moment of non-rage expressing what you feel upset about i feel like there's probably lots Mm -hmm. of people who feel that same thing So, well, this was enlightening to me. I actually feel like I learned a lot, not only about how we've all processed anger differently from our childhoods into adulthood, but also like how to sort of, you know, be more thoughtful about my own anger Mm -hmm. going forward. Yeah, me too. All right. Thank you. Thank you, wise Jamie. We we adored having you on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me again. (laughs) Whenever they get uploaded, let me know. Anytime. Happily listen again. Do you know I know something funny though is um my my kids listen to music on my through my Spotify account. And um and Tessa was she brought she does it on my old phone and she brought me the old phone and the Spotify account and was and and showed me the thumbnail of the the bad family podcast and was like, what is this? Was, like, uh nothing. <laughs> oh Did my you God. tell her? No, no, I didn't. Did you not want her to I listen? <laughs> yeah, well, she's older. She's I don't young, care probably. if she does, but she would right, just find right. it boring now. I think. Right. I I think I'm probably her. Yeah, I think she would find it boring as well as kids. They don't I, I just remember the most boring sound in the world to me as a kid was like the the drawl of NPR. I thought it was the most boring sound in the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's gonna listen, but still I was like, uh there's maybe things that have been discussed that probably you don't even know about. <laughs> Hold on. Anyway. Yeah. All right, love that. That teaching moment. <laughs> Love you. Love you. All right. Well, love you guys. Have love a great week. You. Bye. Bye. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Smell you later.